Good morning, listeners, and happy St. Patrick's Day. It's day 527 of Mercury, a broadcast of hope, and I'm Agnes Drew, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark and a special treat, a visit from Jennifer Long. How are things at the lighthouse, Jennifer? Same as usual, windy and cold, but zombie-free, thanks to being surrounded by the ocean. Looking forward to some warmer weather as spring starts to creep in, but if last year was any indication, it's going to take a while to actually warm up. And before you ask, your cat is fine. Oh, I miss Mercutio so much. I need to come for a visit. Yes, we're all overdue for a trip to the lighthouse. I love that high vantage point to take a look at broader zombie movement patterns. Oh, if only we had someone like St. Patrick who would drive all the zombies out like he did with the snakes in Ireland. You know that didn't really happen, right? St. Patrick never drove the snakes out of Ireland. He didn't? Then why do people tell that story? Because people love a good folktale? What really happened was that there were never any snakes in Ireland, and St. Patrick was really influential in that area, so people just assumed he'd driven them out, and what he really did was spread Christianity to the area and effectively got rid of the Druids. Wow, it looks like I don't know anything about St. Patrick. Luckily, we can help you a little bit there. St. Patrick, as you probably do know, is the patron saint of Ireland. He lived somewhere around the middle of the 5th century, and in the story he tells, he was kidnapped from Britain by Irish pirates when he was 16 and taken as a slave to Ireland where they made him look after animals. He escaped after about six years and went back to his family. During his captivity, he prayed to God and eventually became a devout believer after years of not really being active in his faith. His escape was pretty interesting and helps with that, too. He claimed a voice told him that he would soon be free and that his ship was ready. So he ran away. He traveled 200 miles to a port and convinced a ship captain to take him. When they landed in Britain, everyone caught off the boat and started walking. And after almost a month, were out of food and were hungry. Patrick prayed for sustenance, and then they found a herd of wild boar. This made the people he was with think that he had a connection to God. He entered into the faith fully and eventually became a bishop. That's quite a turnaround from where he was before. (laughs) Yeah. He went back to Ireland to bring Christianity to the country. Legends say that he used the shamrock there to help teach about Christ. What's the shamrock got to do with it? He used the three leaves to help illustrate the Holy Trinity three parts of a single unit. And who picked March 17th for us to celebrate? That's the day he died, supposedly. Although I'm not certain what evidence there is of that. Christianity has a history of moving things around to help convert others. It's possible, although, again, I haven't found any evidence in my research, that March 17th was important to the ancient Druids. Patrick was regarded as the patron saint of Ireland after only about two centuries. So how did we get from there to here? I mean, these days, everybody spends St. Patrick's Day drinking and partying. Or at least they did before the zombies came around. Not much alcohol left for people to drink. Ooh, I'd say a few people have been stocking up. And as Dr. Clark often points out, for these kinds of things, it was a process over hundreds of years. But one big influencer was that the restrictions on drinking alcohol because of Lent were lifted for the day, so that made it really popular. Plus, feast days were always considered a celebration. What mainly changed was our definition of what celebration really means. This has been really interesting. 
Thanks, you religious and historical scholars, for helping me understand a bit more. As usual, I want to remind everyone that these are really broad brushstrokes. If you want to know the full history of St. Patrick and his feast day, then you'll need to do research on your own because we just don't have time during the broadcast. Sometimes it's a real pain having to keep things so short, but that's the world we live in now. Speaking of which, I should be getting out of here. I need to find a few supplies and get back to the lighthouse before dark. Good luck finding what you need. Let me wrap this up, and we'll walk you out, and we can talk about likely places to find what you're looking for. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark, Agnes Drew, and Jennifer Long. Take care of each other.